Hey, what's going on, everybody? And welcome back to Unquestionable with Calvin Smith. Um, just before we get into the interview for today, I just wanted to preface everybody with saying that this interview got a tad bit awkward at times, being completely honest. Now, I will be going more in-depth about my thoughts on the interview at the end of the episode, so make sure to stick around after the actual interview ends to hear what my final thoughts on the entire interview and on Ted Mars' claims are. But I say that it got a tad bit awkward because, needless to say, I felt like I was dancing around some of the questions that I had for Ted. But anyways, if you want a full breakdown of the entire interview and my thoughts on the interview, make sure to stick around until the end of the interview and listen to my final thoughts segment. With that being said, let's dive into today's interview with Ted Marr, the psychic, time traveler, and channeler. All right. Welcome back, everybody. It's Unquestionable with Calvin Smith. I'm your host, Calvin. And today I'm joined by a, again, very special host or special guest. I, I said host because right before we started recording, we had this whole shambles. We'll probably talk about that later. But anyways, cool. uh, I am joined by psychic author and channeler Ted Marr. But uh, welcome, Ted, coming on the show. I appreciate you for coming on. And uh, yeah, what what brings you on today? Well, thanks. Thanks so much, Calvin, for inviting me to here today. This is going to be fun. Um, well, I've been um, I've been a psychic in touch with the other side for almost 30 years now. Okay. And I've been doing my radio show for uh, over nine years. I started back in November of 2013. Yes. And that's out of this world radio. Is, is that right? Yeah. 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 I, I listened to a little bit of it before I had you on the show to make sure you know, you, you were, you were pretty well spoken on there. So I was like, yeah, he, he sounds like a great guy to come on, talk about what he believes, but uh, yeah. Well, what do you talk about on your show? Well, the purpose of my show is to make the world a better place. And that was directed by angels, um, through a homeless fellow, uh, several people, um, back in 2013. Um, and I was between jobs at the time and, um, they came to me, uh, this fellow came to me, a homeless guy and said, Ted, you need to start writing books and start your own radio show. And, um, and I didn't know the first thing about radio back then. And so about, I don't know, four or five weeks later, six weeks later, the same thing happened to me in another, uh, another, another library, actually, uh, fellow okay. came up and said the same thing. And so it's a long story. I ended up meeting somebody who knew a man, station manager in Seattle and asked him if I could do a show. And he said, sure, I signed a contract within, I think about 45 minutes of meeting him. And uh, at the time um, you had to pay, um, they didn't have podcasts like we did, like we do now. Right, right. Hardware station. So I did a hardware station. You had to pay, what was it? $800 per hour back then. And so, uh, but I got on and my guide said, don't worry about it. We'll cover it for you. You know, make a donation based listener supported nonprofit. So that's what we did. And I haven't looked back since, and I've been just broadcasting ever since that time. Um, nice. And uh, the purpose is to help people with the ascension. And uh, on my last show, I had over nine nine hundred million listeners in over hundred countries. Wow! Really? Yeah, yeah, I had quite a few listeners. So it's it's just really exploded over the years. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so now I broadcast on BBS Radio outside of Houston, Texas. And also on Radio Soul International on Mondays uh, in, on Vienna, in Vienna, Austria, Wonderful. in Germany, 
in English. So, um, and I was broadcasting in Japanese and some Spanish shows, but I got a little bit stretched a bit thin. So I decided to pull back and I'll, I'll revisit it next year. So. Gotcha. Very cool. That's, that's awesome. I'm, I'm glad to hear that uh, your show is doing very well. Um, that's, that's awesome to hear. Um, so I, I guess kind of backtracking just for a little, for a second. Um, when you were talking about your story a little bit, you mentioned um, a homeless man, right? So a homeless man. And the, and you also mentioned um, angels. So do you believe, that that homeless man was an angel mm -hmm. oh yeah why do you yeah. think that well angels uh, appear in various forms they can appear as a person they can appear as a insect they can appear like a butterfly mm -hmm. they can appear as a bird um they can appear in any lots of different shapes and forms and what they'll do they'll deliver a message to you calvin and then they'll disappear and this guy delivered his message and then he disappeared so i've had that happen to me before and um yeah, there, there is a supreme being, and there's lots of different angels out there. If okay. you know, if you want to read a book on the extent of the of the angel hierarchy, there's a book called the Urantia book. U R A N T I A. It was published back in the fifties. Right. Uh, right and it's about two thousand pages long plus, and it gives an overview of the spiritual hierarchy beyond this three D. And it's just amazing. There's all kinds of angels out there. Okay, interesting. Okay. So, I guess while we're kind of on the angel topic, so um, I, I would assume that you're religious, um, right? Well, I, we're I, I'm about angels, but not necessarily religious. Okay, so do I you don't, like uh, I don't follow any particular like Christianity, Islam, anything like well, that? I, I guess you could call me a Christian, but you know, I don't, uh, I don't really follow a, a particular religion. Okay, so I think they're just different paths to the same God. Interesting. Okay. So that's how I, I look at it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so you mentioned, um, angels can, can change uh, different forms into different organisms, basically. Right. Mm -hmm. How, um, how, how do you know that? Like how, how did you learn that? I guess. I know. Well, let me, let me tell you, I first started out, um, uh, talking to benevolent extraterrestrials back in 76, 77. That's another long okay. story. Interesting. And then around about um, November of 94, my foster mother was a master psychic. She used to find missing and lost children for the Seattle area police departments. Okay. And she started teaching me how to talk to the other side way back when. So I've been in touch with the other side for getting on 29 years now, almost 30. And, um, and at first, when I was first learning, you, you learn the difference between your heart mind and your logical mind. And your heart mind is always right. It's 2000 times more, more powerful than your logical mind. And you ask me, how do I know? I just know, I just know. And they've proved it to me too, so many times that, um, now it's understandable when you first start out and you have questions and you don't know what messages you're getting from who, um, or what, you know, but I always, what I do when I, I have a t uh, spiritual, uh, mentoring class, and I always teach people, Calvin, to cover themselves first in a cone of white light. Okay. And then for protection, then you put a series of mirrors around it facing outward to deflect any negativity. And then I ask God and my angels to protect me. And then I then I go into the spiritual area because there, there are tricksters out there, but I haven't had any problems just because um, uh, I, I take precautions and I'm heavily, I ask for help. Mm -hmm. 
So, so let me ask you this: How would you know? Okay, so how do you know that these these beings that you believe are helping you aren't the ones that are actually deceiving you into doing the wrong thing? I don't have any problem. I, 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 the information they've given me has always been one hundred percent correct. Okay, never. Uh, can can you get can you give an never example? Wrong. Maybe uh, an example of something yeah. that they've given you that that turned out to be true. Maybe like, can they give you like predictions of the future? Okay, I thought I thought I thought so. Um, so, is there a way? For, can you protect or I'm sorry, uh, predict other people's futures or just your own? I can. Okay, you can you can predict it's other people's the highest and best. Are, I can. Are you mm -hmm. able to tell me anything about my future or past? If you're able to go into the past. Sure, we can do that in a few minutes. Yeah, but yeah, I'll give yeah you no worries, no worries. Um, so the angels, the angels have saved my life innumerable times. Okay. And how so? This, this year and last year, I've been under um, attack by. Um, it's a long story how the circumstances of this came up, but a guy named Simon Parks in England. He works for the um, Central Intelligence Agency, and I know all the details about his contract with them. And he has he and his friends have tried to eliminate me um, numerous times. But I've been able to protect myself with the help of my angels and they give me warnings. Now, and, I'm sorry, you, you say like eliminate you as in like assassinate you or you could I'm trying to use a cryptic term to, for the same meaning. Gotcha. OK, so like a more like a certain kind of spiritual kind of death type of type. No, of thing, no. Okay. K.I.L.L. kind of death. Mm. So, but I'm protected and I've come forward. Um, I've got a dossier on Mr. Parks and his activities, which has been sent to over 150 different light workers around the world. And should something happen to me, that would be released to the press and public and it would be extremely embarrassing to mm -hmm. him. Yeah. Uh, and blow his cover. But anyway, getting on, you're asking, how do I know? Well, I've been warned so many times um, that the information they've given me has always turned out to be correct. So I don't, there's no reason to doubt anything. With okay. that kind of track record for almost 30 years, you know, you just so, know. So like for, um, these, I guess, these, um, these are legitimate questions, by the way. Yeah, good, good to know. People, yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to be think, as legitimate, you know, I'm not, I'm, that's the whole point of my show. You know, a lot of people think that I'm, I just have people on here to try to embarrass them or something. That's not at all the point of the show. Um, point is just me putting the questions out there that I feel like people are asking. So, um, I guess, so for example, I want to know as many true things as possible, right? I want to know as many true things and as few false things as possible. And if you're able to contact s some sort of organism or something from a, another realm or reality, I definitely want to know if that's true. Um, so by you saying you, you, just, you just know, um, I guess how would I just know if i'm being contacted well i give you a little mini reading now if you want we will discuss some private facts and i guess the only issue i have is whether you want to broadcast this all over the world or keep it private no i'm i'm totally interested i'll edit out whatever i feel like is unsafe for me but i am totally open to whatever you're willing to read about me i, I respect people's privacy and that's why i always ask yeah. especially on a broadcast like of course this. yeah and if there was anything bad i would just edit out that little piece of bad information and let you know of course i don't edit out anything it's, without letting my guests know it's not bad but uh 
Were you close to your grandparents on your mother's side? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm close to my grandmother. Um, kind of, not really. I don't know. She's a, um, she's doing okay. You know, I don't know. We're we're a little bit close, but my my grandfather has passed away. It's just my grandmother on my um, on my mom's side. Okay. Did you did you know your grandfather? Not really. I met him when I was very, 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 very young. Um, I don't remember any, I don't remember the sound of his voice. I don't even remember his face or anything. Okay. Well, he's around you and he's one of your guardian angels. So anytime you need help with anything, uh, put your hand in your heart and just ask him for help and direction. They'll come through. It's important. Um, it's important when you're first learning this stuff, not to have any doubts. Because if you have doubts, you will stop um, uh, transmissions from the spiritual world to yourself. Um, I don't, you know, so that's the thing is that I, you know, I'm, I'm a skeptic, you know, bottom line. So I mean, I'm, I'm going to have some, some doubts, even though I'm open to it. I'm open to the, to the experience and the information. Um, I, I can't well, help, you know, <laughs> doubting it just a little bit, you know. Um, well, I'm, so, so you say put, put my hand over my heart. And send them, send them some lots of love and light, lots of love and, light. And, and ask them for ask. You can ask them questions and the thoughts are things in the higher dimensions. Okay. They're shifting now into the fourth and fifth dimension. And are, there are 12 different dimensions to this reality. The 12th dimension is where God or the Supreme being resides. And um, we exist in the third dimension, but we're shifting now into the fourth and then, then fifth dimension. Every year, it's easy to go lots of different areas, um, but every year I go to Mount Shasta, which is a portal into the hollow earth. And uh, when I've been there, um, when I go there, uh, the people I bring with, if they're open to healing, they're positive about it, um, they will, um, uh, they get a healing. And I've had uh, this summer, for example, last summer I had well, one lady who had her eyesight restored in one eye who, where she was completely blind. Another lady who had had Lyme's disease for 20 years, completely healed up in about 25 minutes. Um, another lady had two cataracts completely dissolved within a day. Uh, two women who, um, one was partially deaf, both were partially deaf, one hearing had her hearing completely restored, the other one partially restored. So does this healing only work at Mount Shasta and that Mount Shasta is in California, right? Right. right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so does it only work at Mount Shasta? Like, can, can you, can it, people it can work, healed? it can work, it can work anywhere, but it seems to work the, it can work. Actually, that's a good question, Kellen. Uh, it could work where you are now. It could work where anyone is on this planet, but it seems to work the best when, um, uh, when you're at Shasta, because there's a lot of heating portals there, a lot of ley lines going, energy centers. And what we do, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll take, I'll take my small group and we'll sit around an area in a circle and we'll do prayers and meditation and ask the angels to come in to help us. And what the patron, uh, the, the head, the patron saint of our uh, saint, uh, that's a Catholic term, but it's the, the, the head, the head spiritual leader of Telos which is a city below Mount Shasta, 125 miles that exists in the fifth dimension. He'll come, Adam was a wonderful, wonderful man. He'll come up and help us, help people get healings and they work through the God within you. In 19, in 2000, um, uh, when was it? I think it was 17 or 18, um, 17, I think. Um, they gave me a new heart. They said my a heart new was- heart. 
they gave me correct they gave me a new heart and then the following year i had had a 2050 vision blurry vision um um in one of my eyes and they restored my eyesight to 2010 crystal clear vision in both eyes okay and that's so, firsthand experience so i i, I guess through the god um, within my 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 first question is so let, let me get this straight uh, at mount shasta it is a portal into the hollow earth correct um and there's a city that's under mount shasta i guess if, however well, maybe telos. telos telos and you said that there is a person f from that city that comes up yeah. and like talks to you and people that go there with you mm -hmm. yeah yeah i also communicate with um my Pleiadian friends as well. The, the Pleiades are a group of stars. They're called the Seven Sisters. Yeah. Yep. They're 464.24 light years from here. Mm -hmm. Many of us are from the Pleiades. They're just like us, Calvin, humans, except they're in a higher dimension, higher, higher vibratory state. So let me ask you this. Let's, let's have a little bit of fun here. What are some of the, uh, the people that you're able to speak to? Like uh, from, like I've, I've heard, I've read some things like, um, I read a little bit of your book, uh, Messages from the Masters. Um, I, I haven't purchased your book yet, but it's on my wish list. Okay. And from just reading on the back of it, I saw that you're able to speak to um, people such as JFK, Albert Einstein, uh, Nostradamus, Pleiadians, like we've talked about. Uh, there you go. There's the book. Um, I, I do want to pick that up. Uh, Dwight Eisenhower, uh, Nikola Tesla, so many journey to the other side. It's another book that I want to pick up there. And, uh, so yeah, I guess, are there any other interesting characters other than them that, that I've listed that I guess are. Nostradamus. Yeah. I see you do talk about him a lot. And in, in some of the, uh, uh, mm -hmm. previous interviews and, uh, videos that I've watched of you, you do talk about Nostradamus quite a bit. Uh, so what's your fascination with Nostradamus? Well, he's interesting fellow. Um, I time travel back to the year December 1540. And that's usually when I talk to him. I don't like to bother him too much, though, because he's a busy fellow. Um, and um, he's very accurate in his uh, predictions and his, and his abilities to look into the future. Um, one of one of my favorite spirits recently has been um, George Washington, who I greatly admire. Both he and Ben Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, uh, Robert F. Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, Benjamin Franklin, they are all very worried about the United States um, because people are trying, some entities are trying to tear it down. And um, all the planets right now, Calvin, you probably don't realize this, but all the planets right now are in the same astrological formation as they were back in the period between 1776 and, and 1805, when both the American Revolution and the French Revolution occurred and Napoleon conquered, tried to conquer the world, the, the then world in Europe. Mm -hmm. And um, what's, what's um, interesting is that all the planets are in the same astrological formation as they are back then. And okay. um, unless things turn around in this country and fast, there's about a 30, 35% chance of a second American revolution starting this March. This coming March. Coming March, 2023, mid-March. Um, well, did you know, for example, that Biden and Congress has given um, $100 billion to the Ukraine to the point where 
if you're in the National Guard anywhere in the United States this month, you're not going to get paid because they don't have enough money to pay you. Mm-hmm. And next month, that's going to start affecting um, the U.S. Army and other military branches of the United States. Uh, and uh, so our soldiers will not be paid as a result of this um, inexcusable, insane stupidity that the American people are allowing to happen to, 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 to fight a... Um, to fight for basically a bunch of Nazis. There are Nazi, actually Nazi, Nazi battalions within the Ukraine, left over from World War II. And all they're doing there is defending biolabs uh, set up by this government, this corrupt US government, and uh, adrenochrome factories, and, factor, and, and centers for sex trafficking of, of young women and little boys and girls. I find it repulsive. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly not sure. I, I haven't done a ton of um, looking into um uh that type of stuff uh just just off the top of my head maybe uh, this is me just talking straight out my ass but maybe it just has something to do with the the fact that russia is invading ukraine and so the u.s is uh, you know helping out with with that whole thing over there but uh regardless yeah but that's what i don't have much to say about that george washington has told me that so he they're all quite concerned about the about the um about the um, about the developments here, uh, we could go a lot of different ways. They hope it doesn't turn violent. So let me let me ask you this: while we're on the the topic of George Washington, so so you say that um, you know George Washington is is saying saying things to you, and you're able to um, you know kind of kind of I guess you know there's no channel, such thing. Channel, as death. Sorry, go ahead. There's no such thing as death. Your your physical body does die but your soul lives on. And so when I speak to these individuals, Calvin, they are in a higher dimension, very much alive in the fourth, fifth, sixth dimension, Right. but they don't have a body in the third. Does that make sense? Uh, That's what I do. I mean, kind of not really because it's, it's, you know, I, uh, I get that, that you, uh, I totally believe that, that you believe you can, you can, um, speak to these people and these these other things but i i don't see it see i'm just being honest i don't see see a reason for me to believe what you're saying you know is there um welcome to believe whatever you want so that's yeah. free will. um yeah i just uh you know i would love to be able to do what you're you're claiming to be able to do you know that would be something let me ask you this can anybody do do what you do? Yeah, anybody can if they have the willingness to learn and are open to it. Okay. Yeah, that's that's basically it. Yeah. So let- I know for some people it's a bit of a leap, but I've been doing it now for almost three decades. Yeah. So not- yeah, no. I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, it 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 does sound like a leap. Let's be honest. But um, if you're able to present evidence and and demonstrate that the the stuff that you're 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 channeling and reading is is real then i mean i'm totally open to believing you and i mean i'll even root for you you know um i just i need to uh, deal with the truth i I only deal in the truth i like the truth yeah exactly and that's good so um what they tell me and from the higher dimensions calvin is always true yeah it's it's always true so unlike third dimension where you get a lot of lies and misstatements 
Just look at our government. Bunch of liars. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I guess, is there a no. way... You mentioned a soul a minute ago. Um, what evidence do we have for a soul? Do you know what we have for a soul? Um, actually, uh, the medical doctors have done some studies on it, and the soul weighs a couple of ounces. And what they've done is that they've actually weighed people's bodies before they die and right after they die. Mm. And there's a difference of about two ounces or so, ounce and a half to two ounces. And they've actually, there's been pictures too, of people have taken infrared pictures of a, what it looks like a being leaving a person's body and going upward to the to the heavens. And I, and if you if I'd have if if you want, I could find try to find one for you. And and um, my my other book, um, this is my first book, Messages from the Masters, with messages mm. from Albert Einstein, President Kennedy, mm. This book contained pictures of souls that I've taken, and their beams. They are often that you have taken personally. I've taken personally, yeah. Okay. So that's what this book is about, and um, it has the techniques in here about how to contact um, um, contact. Um, beings um uh psychically and so and the pictures are from are from that those experiences yeah gotcha both at machu picchu in south america and in mount shasta and different places around the world i've gone so um kind of jumping back to the mount shasta thing since, since you brought it up again um could like anybody go is there um because you know that that person comes out and, and greets you um and and your group can just anybody go there and i guess meet this person or is it a, kind of a special occasion type of type of thing like if i were to go well, there tomorrow what, is there a way that i would be able to find the entrance to a hollow earth or find um this character me, you're describing let me um let me um let me give you some a little bit of background first yeah there's been a war going on for the last at least three or four years at Mount Shasta between good and evil, light and dark, between the people of Telos and the Pleiadians and a group called the Reptilians, which are a nasty, very negatively oriented species that our government has been involved with illegally since 1954. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the Reptilians have been trying to take over Mount Shasta. And as a result of that, that this war that's been going on, um, the Telosians um, and the Pleiadians, they have closed off the entrances to the hollow earth because they don't want these nasty types getting into there beneath the, the mountain. Um, there are other places, you can still see them at, at Shasta, but the main areas where I used to go to have all been shut down as a result. So if you were going to come out, uh, get a hold of me, I could, I could recommend some areas to go to, but the main areas I used to go to on the mountain have all been shut down now okay and you'll feel it while you're there when you're there you'll feel like an empty feeling that there's nothing there and there is nothing there because everything has been shut down um for gotcha. that unfortunately um okay. uh there are um i um there are entities who tried to um kil me um last summer when i was at shasta mm -hmm. okay and um, i know where they came from 
Um, and but I was warned ahead of time, so I was able to um, escape um, being eliminated. And I'm here today to talk about it. Good. Well, I'm glad that you're here. <laughs> um, so there are negative entities out there who don't want this planet to ascend, who don't want us to be happy, who don't want it to, us to want us to live in harmony and peace. Okay. And they want us to stop us at all costs from ascending, from being creating a better, happier planet. So let me ask you That's this. who the war is with. Why would a extraterrestrial super advanced species such as the Pleiadians I mean frankly give two shits about us you know us humans and let alone the the um the inner earth civilization why would Pleiadians uh, care about us for example and what we do I guess um you want a short answer or a long answer surprise me <laughs> well, many people here on this planet are from the Pleiades. Yes, the you mentioned that earlier. Is a is a common species throughout this universe, very common. And um, um, many people came here fifty two thousand years ago when the Pleiadians were having a civil war, and they escaped from their constellation. Some came to Earth. I was one, among those that came to Earth and to start a, a new colony here and also to raise the consciousness of the people here so that everybody here on earth would eventually ascend ascend meaning going into the higher dimensions creating a planet based upon peace and love and harmony and getting along with whether one another rather than war and conflict okay. and um the Pleiadian, there's a there's a it's just like star trek where there's a there's a, a rule that says that um, there's the doctrine of free will and non-interference. You cannot interfere with a developing civilization. Okay. And um, this is uh, um, because you cannot interfere with a developing civilization. They've left us to our own devices since that time. Um, but there are some, there's been some criticism of that because uh, uh, we've been, we've been on our own for a long time, but also, we've been taken over by negativity. That's why we've had all these wars and conflict and everything here. Mm -hmm. And so uh, they do love us and care about us deeply. And so they've come back to help us now um, as best as they can. But they cannot interfere with free will. But they've been trying to help us as much as they can in our own spiritual journey to make the right choices to ascend to create a better planet. So I guess uh, why, again, um, the question the reason why they've come back, I think it's safe to say, is that they, they're here to help us from a truly loving um, base of love. It's like, um, you know, when we sometimes help other people, um, help other nations in a good way, um, the U.S. government is pretty bad. It's taken over by the cabal. Um, I don't think they do anything for anyone in a good way, but there are but that's what it comes a place of love to help us out so we don't destroy ourselves so does that make sense gotcha. yeah. i mean it it make it makes sense in in a, in a sense i suppose um i uh i just don't understand why they wouldn't just i feel like it would almost make a bigger impact on i guess the earth and society if the extraterrestrial species would just 
you know, show themselves, you know, pop up in like the middle of town square or something well, they, or they Times Square or something, right? They they would, <laughs> but there's a lot of negative uh, types and our, especially our government is quite negative. And if they did, they would probably try to capture or kill them even. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, that is what would happen. <laughs> so it's like this, but the poor Sasquatch, the Sasquatch are out there. And I, I know some Sasquatch and I've talked to Sasquatch, the very loving, benevolent souls, beings, if you will. But the U.S. military in the past has tried to capture and kill Sasquatch as well and study them. And they don't really appreciate that. So they maintain their distance. Also, there's the cosmic law rule, like on Star Trek, where you cannot interfere with a developing civilization and you have to respect people's free will. So they stay away. And the planet itself has been under quarantine for many, many, many millennia um, to let us work out our own problems. But it's got to the point now with the advent of nuclear power, nuclear energy, that we can't destroy ourselves. Oh, yeah. And so they're not going to let God's creation destroy itself. Did you know that the Pleiadians and other benevolent extraterrestrials, Calvin, um, shut down the launch sequence of, of um, nuclear weapons fired either by the United States against Russia or Russia against the United States more than a dozen times in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s before the Soviet Union collapsed? I, I, I didn't know that. Um, They've intervened. I mean, I, I... I know, I know exactly what you're talking. I used to, um, I used to be really into into that type of stuff. So I've definitely heard that before. It definitely rings a bell up there. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't, I just, I just don't know how how anyone, you know, would would know that 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 extraterrestrials. Because how I look at it is like a UFO is different from extraterrestrial for me because a, a UFO is unidentified, right? It's and it's an unidentified oh, flying. So if you say it's extraterrestrial, then you just identified it. So you can't right, call it, it, be, it a, be an IFO, Calvin. Right. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, and uh, Forgive me. Let, me, let me turn off my stove. I've got lunch cooking. Yeah, but no worries. Keep talking. It's just over here. It's just, yeah, it's just... go ahead. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. I, I, I I personally don't see a reason to to believe it. I guess you could say. Um, uh-huh. Okay. But I well, I understand yeah. where where you're coming from. Just look up in the sky. Oh yeah, I do that a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> you mentioned God and creation. Um, just what we'll kind of touch on before we get off for today is just kind of touching on that subject for a minute. Is does this God that would have supposedly created everything, do you think that this God loves us or it is a, it's Very interacting benevolent. with us or is it a deistic type of God? Wait, God is within all of us, Calvin. God, is, so? it's within you right now. It's within me. It's within all of us. It really is. But I don't know what that is. So I, I, I don't, I, I would love to believe that. I just need a, a reason to believe that. The fact that you're here is the reason. I mean, the fact. The f- you exist because of God, because God created everything. Now we're getting into philosophical questions yeah, now. I just, um, I just don't see a reason to think that, you know, like I'm here because my, my parents had sex and then In their the parents third had sex. Dimension. That's third dimension, third dimension. I'm talking about fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, higher dimensions. In those dimensional realities, you're here because you were created. 
along with everyone else by a benevolent um, supreme being called God who created everything that there is. And do, do you think that this God loves us? Yes. And as Albert Einstein, who I do talk to frequently, um, there's a there's a letter he wrote to his um, uh, daughter Listrel in um, 1955 called the 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 bomb of love. And if he had if he had done it all over again, he would have never created an atomic bomb that would have destroyed could destroy humanity. Instead, of, he would have created a bomb of love that would spread love and light throughout humanity and and to create a peaceful and better world where people wouldn't be fighting and killing each other. Interesting. Yeah, you can read about it. It's on the web. Yeah, it's on the web. He told her, I don't know why he did this, Calvin, but he told her to keep the letter for 30 years. So he gave her the, he gave her the letter in 55. She kept it till 1985. She had since emigrated to Israel and she released it in 85. And uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful letter. It really is. And it's something he did right. So. All right. Interesting. Yeah. I, uh, what I like about you is that you're searching for truth and looking for answers. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, am, I, I am too, for that matter. I stay on the fence. You know how I look at it as I don't, again, I want to believe as many true things as few false things as possible. And until there's evidence to warrant believing in that thing, I don't see a reason to believe in that thing. So that's why I talk to, um, you know, people, you know, like you who, who supposedly talk to, uh, beings and people from the afterlife and i talked to flat earthers and people who believe in god and satan and uh that atlanteans lived one million years ago and all kinds of different characters because i like to talk about this stuff um, and i feel like it needs to be talked about but. when i was when i was back at mount shasta in 2018 or 19 i went to bed one night having blurry eyed vision in one of my eyes mm -hmm. i talked to adam that night he asked me if he said I could see crystal clear spiritually, but they asked me if I'd like to see crystal clear physically. And I said, yes. Would you like to have your eyesight restored? And I said, yes. So I woke up the next morning with crystal clear um, uh, 2010 vision in both eyes. Now, that's pretty damn good proof that something happened and, and, and I wasn't dreaming anything. It was, it was real in the third dimension. I've had a lot of things like that happen to me. Um, so I... See, and then this is where where my my skepticism comes in, right? So How this would you is like I, to go to sleep one night at Mount Shasta and wake up the next morning, and you you realized you didn't need your glasses anymore? Yeah. See, I I believe that away. you have um you know that you you say you have you know twenty ten vision or very very good vision that better <laughs> than you had before. I believe that, but I I um you know unless I have like your medical records or something like that there's no way for me to verify how good your eyesight was previously so i don't that's when i would say i don't i don't see a reason to believe that i believe that you believe that but i i you know it's well, interesting yeah that's just yeah. that's my skepticism so right. well. yeah but i had an awesome talk with you ted i don't know about you but i i learned a lot about you i've got a ton of work to to do i've got a lot of books to read I wrote down a couple things that you said that I'm going to have to look into a little bit further. Um, but I do appreciate you coming on today. And I think I, I, I learned a lot about you and, and I guess more about what else is out there and hollow earth. I wasn't even aware that that was like really a thing until you said it. And then kind of a light bulb 
dinged in there. So that's that's you, something interesting I'm going to have to look into. You have a copy of my book, Messages from the Masters? I don't, but it's on my wish list. It's, it's well, on my list. Um, I'll go up to the post office today or tomorrow and be happy to send you a copy. Oh, my goodness, Ted. Okay. So why don't you give me your mailing address and I'll send yeah, it out. I sure will. After, after the show, I'll be sure to give all that information to you. What I'll do is oh, okay. we'll go ahead and we'll cut the show here. I appreciate you, Ted, for coming on. I had a great talk with you and I hope to have you on again because I think that there's a lot that we didn't even touch on, let alone when I read your book. Well, we're we're going to have a lot. To be honest with you, Calvin, there's going to be things happening on this planet in the next six months. It's going to uh, stretch and bend your vision of reality. Absolutely. So when that happens, um, call me anytime and we can talk about it. Yeah. And you know what? Speaking of in March, you know what? I'm going to email you in March when you said that that stuff's going to go down. Mid, I'm going to see what. That's I'm when the see... stuff's supposed to hit the fan. Mid that's when stuff's going to hit the fan. So that's it, why I'm going to be sending you an email. They said there's a 30, 35% chance. Not 100% certain, but it's a possibility. Hey, that's, that's pretty good chances. But all Listen, right, Ted, I appreciate you I coming on. I don't believe in violence. I never advocate violence, and I hope it doesn't happen. But the way the country's going in this direction, we're being pushed um, in, in some really bad ways. I mean, when the U.S. military can't get paid, um, we got a problem, Houston. <laughs> There's something going on here. And when we don't have enough money to take care of our own country, we're sending billions and billions and billions of dollars to a corrupt Nazi regime in the Ukraine to prop up adrenochrome factories and the trafficking of, of young women and men and, and little boys and girls. There's a problem here mm -hmm. by, a, by a president who wasn't even uh, validly elected back in 2020, stole the election. So there's a problem. There we go, folks. All right. With that, Ted. I appreciate you for coming my, on. We're going to have to have you my, on again. I'd love to come back. Would you like my website or? Yeah, go ahead and plug anything and everything that you'd like. My website is www.outofthisworld1150.com. I have a mentoring program where I teach people how to talk to the other side. And if you're interested, you can go to my website, www.outofthisworldreadings.com. I go to Mount Shasta a couple times a year and I bring groups of people there as well as Sedona. I'm also be going to um, Peru and Machu Picchu uh, sometime next year. Ooh, very cool. It's a beautiful place. Um, I've had a lot of experiences there as well. It's one of my dream vacations is to go to Machu Picchu. Oof, really? Love there's, a, there's a little town not far from Machu Picchu called Pisac in the Sacred Valley. Interesting. And it's a base where uh, a lot of spacecraft from Andromeda, from the Andromeda galaxy, and the Pleiadians, I think, land there too, but you actually see the ships coming down to land. Interesting. All right. So well, everything, you everything Ted related is going to be linked. Where you can see the ships flying and landing off. I mean, what more do you want? So there you go. That's a, hey, what's better than physical proof? But with yeah. that, Ted, everything that Ted linked is going to be linked in the description of this podcast so that you can go and check out everything Ted Mar related. And with that, Ted, thank you so much for coming on. Okay, Calvin, send me your address. I'll be happy to send you my book. Will do. Okay. All right. Happy New Year, my friend. Bye. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the final thoughts segment for the Ted Marr interview. If you somehow haven't noticed already, look at my new webcam. Check out how high def I am. Obviously, for those listening, uh, this means absolutely nothing, but check me out on YouTube and you'll see. So as you guys could probably tell, um, you could probably get a sense of what questions I exactly was 
quote unquote dancing around with Ted as some of the prying questions that I had for Ted, uh, he came off quite defensive with some of the questions. This in turn kind of made the interview a bit awkward in some parts from beginning to end, really. Now, I of anyone can understand being defensive about your deeply held belief, especially when a skeptic like myself is asking you such uh, in-depth and prying questions about that deeply held belief. What I don't understand is the hostility aspect of being asked those questions. And just being honest, he kept trying to bring up politics, everything from Biden to COVID-19, and I just wasn't having it. That's not what I talk about on my show, and that really wasn't why I wanted to have Ted on. So I really had to shut down his politics rant a couple of times if he couldn't tell. And being completely transparent for everybody, I did have to edit out a couple questions and answers from this interview by the request of Ted because he just didn't like the questions I was asking him. But that's enough about Ted himself. Let's talk about some of the claims that Ted made during the interview. And let's start off with the claim that he could speak to my deceased grandfather. So first of all, he didn't really say or demonstrate anything compelling to me about my grandfather, uh, let alone who exactly my grandfather is, what his name was, who, uh, what he did for a living, anything of the sort to make me believe that he was actually talking to my grandfather, let alone my grandfather that I had literally no relationship with and never even really met. It'd be one thing if he asked me about my father's side, my my father's dad, because I had a pretty close relationship with him when he passed away, but he was speaking of my mother's dad, who I had no relationship with. The only things that I really got out of that conversation was, quote, place your hand over your heart and ask your grandfather for help which I did during the interview. I mean, I didn't verbally ask him for help, but I guess you could say I was mentally asking for help, but that's kind of where another problem comes up. Like, help with what? Finances, relationships, uh, friends, mental health? What exactly is my deceased grandfather able to help me with? Now, I'm not saying I wouldn't be opposed to actually trying it and being very serious about trying this experiment, but... I just don't understand what the extent of a literal ghost, a spirit, a not physical person could do in the physical world. But after a couple questions involving that topic, he quickly deflected into something else. Now let's look at some of the claims that Ted made during the interview involving death, souls, and the afterlife. Let's start off with the claim that when you die, your body loses weight or mass, and that mass that you lose is actually your soul leaving your body. Ted states that the soul is not a physical thing that you can perceive with your physical senses, i.e. touch, smell, uh, sight, etc., etc., um, but if it's not a physical thing, then how does it affect your physical body weight? So if it isn't physical... How is it affecting your physical body weight? I just don't see the connection. And also, the weight loss can be explained in a couple different ways. The most probable explanation can be that the result of your muscles relaxing and your organs relieving themselves after you die, obviously that's going to cause some weight loss. So with that, let's dive into the evidence for a soul. I really didn't get anything whatsoever as far as a evidence for the existence of a soul from Ted, except for, quote, there are photographs of what we believe are souls, unquote. But I 
don't believe that they're souls. I don't see a reason to believe that those things that you are photographing are souls. What reason do you have for me to believe that those are souls other than you just saying that? How can you demonstrate a soul other than an unexplained phenomena from a photograph? And lastly, let's dive into the good old claims of a hollow earth, a civilization within the hollow earth, and the entrance being covered up for a hollow earth. Flashback to David Weiss, am I right? I see absolutely no reason whatsoever to believe this claim at all, uh, to be completely honest. I really tried to get some sort of corroboration of evidence or something from Ted to substantiate the claim, but uh, that came up short. So needless to say, uh, my interview with Ted Marr was an interesting and insightful one, I do have to say, um, even though Ted wasn't quite as open to questioning as he claimed to be through email. With the exception of having to be extremely careful with my choice of words and questioning, uh, it was an insightful interview, and I really did enjoy it. Ted was a very well-spoken guest with a lot of ideas, a lot of claims to investigate, way more than we had time to break down in our little hour-to-hour-and-a-half ordeal we had. But unfortunately, I don't see a reason to believe in most of the things that Ted claimed during the interview, let alone the things that we didn't even touch on during the interview. I await the arrival of Ted's book, Messages from the Masters, within the next few days, and I will continue to investigate Ted's claims of the supernatural and extraterrestrial, and hope to have Ted on again in the near future to talk about more of what he believes. But that's it for this episode of Unquestionable with Calvin Smith. I appreciate everybody for continuing to support my uh, my channel, my podcast altogether, my TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, everything. And speaking of that, you can find me on all streaming platforms and on YouTube, of course, where you're more than likely watching or listening to this. Um, I just started getting this whole webcam thing set up, so hopefully I can do a lot more in-depth videos in the near future. If you're listening to the show over on Spotify, make sure to leave a review before clicking off. And if you're watching over on YouTube, make sure to click subscribe, like, and comment on the video before leaving. And don't forget to share the show with your friends. With that, I'll see you guys next time.